Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Born to Planet podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, along with Tim Azaran and Bob McGee. And today we have from Season 7 of Naked and Afraid, Melissa Miller. All right, Melissa, Naked and Afraid Season 7, how did it go for you? It went um, it went great. It was kind of uh, everything I expected. Um, I was miserable while I was out there, but uh, the feeling afterwards, you just really can't, uh, you can't describe the happiness you feel after you complete something like that. Yeah, I'm sure. And it, it seemed very... Uh, you know, for us uh, as as archers, outdoorsmen, and women, it's it's one of those things where um, you think you can do a lot of that stuff, but can you really do it? You know, that's the thing, and that stuff's pretty legit. What you guys are doing out there and creating shelters and fires and trying to survive, really, it's hard. Yeah, it's uh, it's much harder than it's much harder when you're actually in that situation. Just uh, you start to realize that things take a lot longer. You know, to make a to make a fish basket trap, it takes, you know, like nine, ten hours. It's like, it, and they make it look so easy on YouTube or on the book. <laughs> yeah. It's just, everything takes, you know, to make a piece of cordage, it takes like an hour. <laughs> you know, everything takes so long. Not out there. We had vines out there, but just everything takes a lot longer. You know, there's a whole process behind making a fire out in the jungle. You know, I had to build a dry rack and for days let, you know, it dry in a certain spot, the only sunlight penetration spot. It's just... And, and like run to it every time there was rain, you know, just to get fire, just to get something simple like fire, you know, just to get dry tinder. Everything takes so much longer. So how did you prepare for the show? Um, you know, the best way I prepared for it, I was out in the woods like every day, but the best way I prepared for it was, uh, you know, uh, practicing all of my skills out in the swamplands. And um, that helped me prepare for the mosquitoes because I knew how miserable I was going to be just, it seems painful. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems painful. And you you, they, oh, yeah. you know your location before uh, before you go out there, right? So you kind of you kind of can get a little bit of a feel for potential weather or plants. different yeah plants that kind of thing. Uh, not really. Well, you know, like about you know they said subtropical rainforest. That's like all they said, and oh, then they said wow. South America. Oh, yeah. So I'd be like, oh please, North America, please <laughs> give me the Alabama one instead of <laughs> the jungles. Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, the Amazon. Well, that that'll be the hardest possible location. <laughs> yeah, that's seriously unbelievable. Now, uh, we wanted to have you on the show, not necessarily because you're a hunter. I know you're just getting into archery and something you're interested in, but really because I, I wanted to showcase um, just survival. I mean, people don't realize what it takes to survive. And um, can you tell us a little bit about like the the structure building and making a fire? Those two things I think are critical to a, a hunter who gets lost in the field or something happens. They need to build a shelter and they need to make a fire. Can you kind of talk about how that's done and, and what your process was with that? 
Yeah, um, absolutely. So, you know, in not now, not all the time, everything's situational, but you usually, you usually want to make a shelter first. Uh, more people, they say it's the rules of, it's like the, called the rules of three. Your body can go three hours in extreme conditions. Your body can go three hours without shelter, three days without water and three weeks without food. So shelter, you know, is such, it's so critical. And, you know, you need shelter to keep a fire dry. And, you know, you, shelter is very, very important. It protects you from the rain. It protects you from sunburn. Um, and it creates a barrier um, from, you know, the wildlife out there uh, as does, as the fire. So uh, shelter and fire are just two priorities that you want to focus on no matter how hungry or dehydrated you feel. So what, uh, you know, if I'm a hunter, get out, get, get lost in the wood, just staying on that theme for a second. What, what two items should I always have with me? Or, or maybe more than that, what items would be critical to my survival in a situation like that? Um, a knife and a fire starter, I would say. Um, I think, you know, anybody can survive with solely a knife if they know how to use it properly. But, uh, a, a knife is all I feel that I would really, really want. Um, but if I had to choose two, I would say a fire starter because you never know if conditions are going to be damp and fire starters are waterproof because sure you can do a friction fire, but, um, in, in climates like the jungle, a friction fire is not realistic. So, uh, nice and a fire starter. What did you and your partner have on your, uh, adventure? So, um, you actually bring four items to the show and the producers choose the item that you bring. Um, I had my fish. Ah, yeah. That's Some a good idea, fries. though, because then you don't bring the same thing. So that makes more sense to me. Right? right? Two pots exactly. or uh, two knives. And they can sabotage you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we talk about survival. The, the, my question is, how did you learn to do this stuff? Yeah. Uh, also, pot. You know, just, I've been outside my whole life catching. I guess I just catching animals since I was a kid. You know, other girls were. A lot of my friends were playing with, you know, dress-up and dolls, and I was just outside uh, walking around there uh, catching random animals and um, bringing them home. <laughs> did you, now, did um, you apply to be on the show? Yeah, it was a long, uh, it was a long process for sure. It took about two months. You wow. have to send in, um, yeah, you got to send in like a 10-minute video of you doing shelter building. Uh, you have to do a friction fire. You have to do just a bunch of random things, and then... They throw you through a couple interviews, then you do a Skype interview, then they fly you out to Los Angeles for one final interview, and then they uh, put you through a psych evaluation, physical evaluation. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a short like process. It's, uh, it's pretty extensive. They want to make sure that they're putting someone who's uh, capable of uh, surviving out there, um, not just uh, any person who says they're a survivalist or whatnot. <laughs> How much time did you devote to the process? So was it like... You had to take a week off of work or a month, or how long off of work did you have to take? Mm, the process of being on the show Correct. or, like, recovering? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so I took about a week off um, before I went out um, just to really hone and practice my skills. And, you know, I got back after the challenge. I was back at work at, like, two and a half weeks. Uh, I was, like, back at it pretty quick, but... The first week's really weird adjusting back to civilization. Oh, man. Uh, the first back couple food? days is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, your body, like, reacts crazy. Like, the first time I had salt, I had, like, cotton mouth for, like, the wow. entire day. I couldn't have salt for a couple of days because every time I had it, I would just be com completely dehydrated. It was so weird. That is odd. So what's yeah, uh, what, well, you don't have it. <laughs> what was the worst food that you had? That you had to eat? That you had to eat. 
everything tasted pretty awesome because you're starving, but probably, I mean, I had termites and they tasted like wood. I, they weren't nasty <laughs> tasting. They just tasted like, they taste like wood. Termites just taste like you're eating wood grain. Did you feel better after you ate them? <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, I didn't find enough to where it was really substantial, but um, you, felt be- you felt better after eating anything out there. Just the smallest thing is like such a, like such a reward, you know, yeah. you become so grateful. So, so has out there. tell us about the production of it. So like you're out there, you're obviously naked. You got to put on some stuff, whatever, you know, you guys make things and all that. Obviously to me, the most important thing is your feet, like trying to get your feet protected. I know I saw a picture of your feet afterwards. They looked horrendous from all the things you had to step on. But um, <laughs> tell us about the production. Is there a camera guy there the whole time? Two camera guys, four camera guys. Uh, do you get any privacy to use the bathroom or, you know, like how does that work the production wise? Um, you do get privacy for the bathroom. They won't follow you if you watch me through the business. Thank God. Unless <laughs> um, <laughs> <She> you scream. <laughs> right? I know. I'm like, no, I hope this is going to happen. It's you, your partner, a camera guy, a sound guy, and a producer, and that's it. They are there from about 10 a.m. in the morning till 3, 4 p.m. at night. Then you are completely alone with your partner um, for the rest of that time frame. They have a nice camera set up to give you your diary cameras for nighttime. But, you know, you're actually almost alone more than you're um, there. So it's very minimal production. They're not really allowed. They're not, like, allowed to talk to you. Um, they want to get that complete feeling of isolation, you know, just you and your partner and, uh, and the wilderness. So how critical is your partner to yeah. uh, to the to the to the success of making it through? Is it something that that like looking back on it, you think like, oh, you know, on our, on on my own, I might have been okay? Or is is the partner absolutely critical? And um, you know, do you have to have a good match personality wise? You know, what 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 about that? Um, I mean, I'm, I I know I would have been okay on my own. Um, I'm, I'm confident in my own skills, and I you know I I, I know what I'm doing out there. Um, but a partner definitely helps just to have someone to, to talk to and um, have someone to put the, the workload with because, you know, collecting firewood itself is like an, it's something like that. Just something like collecting firewood is something that takes hours and just comes to the energy to do every day constantly see the fire because you don't want your fire to go out um, in the jungle because it's hard to get, you know, anymore. Um, but, yeah, having a partner is it's really important. I don't, and it's not, I don't think it's a necessity. But uh, a partner really helps out there, especially if you have to not let people crazy. Well, from some of the episodes I've watched, it seems really important to have some psychological dependency and bonding with your partner. Yeah, and it was really hard at first. Uh, my episode, my partner was like extremely silent, very quiet, um, barely talked for the first uh, week. And um, that was really hard for me, but then uh, he started to open up a lot more, and uh, it really helped out when we started to get that like, kind of uh, really close connection. I think it's uh, one of those things where, I mean, you're in a bad position, right? You're, you're put out there. First off, let, you know, let's talk about the show, Naked and Afraid. Um, you know, Discovery Channel. It, it's a great show, and it, it obviously it draws people in with the naked part. I think is what draws people originally. But I, I yeah. love the show. I think. I think it's really Im- impressive to watch people actually survive, like you know, back in the day, and that's what it kind of symbolizes to me. Uh, I also watch Alone on History Channel, and that one's completely different, but the same concept. And I'm blown away that people drop out of Alone in the first day, and they have all this gear, and you guys got nothing. 
That's why I'm like, this oh, yeah. is insane. Like, this guy drops out the first date, and he's got a backpack full of boots and clothing know, and right? knives and guns and whatever. And and I'm like, you guys got all this stuff, and then you go to, like, Naked and Afraid XL, and you're like, oh, my God. They've got a knife. Naked and Afraid XL is unbelievable. I mean, it's like 40 days or 40 nights or something out in the field, and yeah, what you did alone yeah. was hard. But, like, can you imagine doubling that and with the amount of food level you're consuming and... But what I was getting to, sorry, about the person you're paired up with, it's not. It's weird because you're going through a transition together that's not normal. It's not normal for you not to eat for a week, and so people get. I get angry when I don't eat, you know, and yeah. people do. It's just unfortunately. So you're you're both, you know, smacking heads or whatever because, you know, you guys are feeling horrible physically, you know, and it makes it very difficult. I think. Oh yeah, no, it changed. He was not. I, I luckily was prepared for the hunger. I know what it feels like to be starving. Um, he, on the other hand, had no clue. And um, he, he was, like, super open and honest about it. You know, he, he apologized to me several times. He's like, I'm, I know I'm being an asshole, too. I know I'm being mean to you. I'm sorry. Like, he was so, you know, just cool and admitting about that because he, he got grumpy. And, you know, I got grumpy. We both did. But, uh, yeah, it completely changes you as, um, as a person if you are not prepared for it properly. However, I think if you can prepare yourself for it, uh, you can stay in a positive um, mindset. I, I was every day I just tried to find something I was grateful for, um, and I stayed positive out there, uh, and that helped me so so much. <laughs> would you Would you do it again? Well, would I do it again? Maybe I'm already going to do it again. Oh, dang! Excel. Wink, wink. No, um, I can't say anything for sure. It's all confidential stuff. But yeah, uh, if I am asked, I will definitely do it again. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Cool. You know, I, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I just, I give a lot of credit to you guys. I think it's, uh, and I'm very proud you're from Michigan that you were able to do it. Um, and it's interesting, again, you know, to do it without any gear in my mind is absolutely mind boggling. Um, to not it's have crazy. shoes or boots or anything, you know, to protect your skin. I mean, let's be realistic. You could still do the show and let you guys wear clothing, but I totally get the concept that that's kind of the draw. Um, and I do think no, it's funny, it, yeah. the first part of it, where you have to meet the person. That is the hilarious. <laughs> it's so awkward, and they love to make it awkward on the video, too. It's hilarious. Oh, you guys, I don't, you didn't see my episode, but, yeah, our, uh, our um, first meeting was, like, super awkward. I don't even like in a No, like, I went, so I, like, looked. So when I go to shake his hand, I like look down. Like, <laughs> like hey, my eyes are up here, you know. Hand. You know, yeah, because all you can see is, you know, you look for the hand, but then it's there, right next to the hand. I was like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and then like they they put it on camera, they put it on the show. I was like, oh sorry, I I was just looking down for your hand. I just wanted to shake the right hand. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Then, yeah. My point no, is, I, I like when the I like when the guys like they'll come up and be like, "Let's just get it all out. Just look at whatever you want." I, a couple of people have done that. It's been hilarious, and uh, oh, I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, uh, naked. I've watched all of them. I actually watched yours. I watched them all, but I really liked the oh, Naked cool. Afraid okay. XL. I love the XL one. Last year, I, I was like blown away. I haven't watched it this year yet. Actually, I've been waiting just to let it kind of build up, and then I'll watch it all at once. But last year's, I was like blown away by these people and what they did and how they survived that. You know. Um, and at the end of it, it was just craziness to me that what they look like when they finished, you know, after yeah, that many before days, and after. just incredible. Oh, it's not, you look like a totally, totally different person. I look like a starving child. I look, I look <laughs> no body fat. I, I went in there too thin. Like I, you know, I just went in there too thin to start with and I was like skeletal. You could count my back ribs by the end of it. Um, but 
the blood bites all over my body. And uh. the nudity is by far the hardest part. I'll tell you what, your your clothing is your number one shelter yeah. from the sun, from the bugs. And people don't think about that. You know, when Discovery made this, they wanted to they wanted the show to be completely primal, uh, or completely primitive and raw. And the the nudity was not supposed to ever be exploited, you know, exploitive, but it was supposed to just make it really hard. And now it's like any type of situation. I'm like, oh, I got clothes on, I'm good. It's just yeah. these bugs have no mercy. They'll, they'll bite. Oh no. They bite anywhere. They'll and when I say yeah. anywhere, they bite anywhere. anywhere. They don't care. Yeah. You know. I, I think yeah. that's um, absolutely. I mean, that's a. Uh, I think I think you're right, 100. percent And I think that uh, people don't realize, you know, wearing a little bit of Under Armour would do a lot, a lot of saving of your skin in the, in that process. And you know, I'd be curious. I know a lot of people had uh, gotten diseases and stuff out there. You know, and maybe not in your specific show, but other shows. Um, you know. Um, oh, my partner bites. had four parasites. Oh, oh wow. God. Yeah, I was good. I was I was okay, luckily. But yeah, they all come back with crazy things. Um, it's all covered by insurance, thank God. But I was yeah. going to say, yeah, uh, in this season of XL, one of the guys had like flesh-eating bacteria that it took uh, months to cover, and God. yeah, people get surgery. One of the guys broke was, his leg, and I think it was last yeah, season they ate those oranges or whatever the orange thing was, and they all got sick from it. The ones who didn't eat it survived and finished the thing, but like it took out like eight people or something. Like maybe not eight. It was like it was a lot. I think it was like six people went down with gastritis. Oh yeah, and they were like yeah, their like, their intestine was like swelling, like right oh, there. Yeah, it and, took them months. It took them like five six months to recover from that. Yeah, the, unbelievable. One, like a couple of them. Yeah, it's nuts. And the bites, it's man. God. Oh, yeah. I have scars, like, still that haven't healed because when you get, um, so when you get a bite or a wound there, um, it just gets bigger because it's so humid. Nothing heals. Nothing. It actually just gets worse. Yeah, and bugs feed off of it. Like, they have these meat, these carnivorous wasps in the Amazon that like to, like, land on your wounds and just nibble at your flesh. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, all times of the day, you felt like one of those lines on National Geographic that have just thousands of flies and bugs all over them. Did the fire help a lot to, like, get them away? Oh, the fire's your sanity. Um, once we got the fire, it got a lot better at night. The first night, we got no sleep, just swarms. The co- you know that, oh. like, that constant, like, like three of those going on in both ears at the same time. Um, and the fire helped out what a was lot, the, especially with I'd, I'd be setting the jungle on fire. Yeah, that'd be horrible. <laughs> there would be no wood left. What was the funniest thing that happened to you while you are there? Like a cameraman fell into a pile of poop or something. Like, something had to have happened that was funny. Oh, uh, you know, I, it's hard to find humor in this situation. Um, I, you know, my partner kept getting, my partner kept getting like bit in the balls by the ants. And I felt so bad for him. But every time, every time we slept on the ground and they just liked attacking him. I felt so bad that it was kind of funny. Like, it's funny to joke about it and laugh at it afterwards. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The so pain. I made it. If the, he was being mean to me that day, maybe I would think it's funny. Did the uh <laughs> did the uh the the camera guys ever taunt you guys with, with candy bars? Oh, you want this candy bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, they are not they're not allowed to drink, they're not allowed to eat, they're not allowed to smoke um, in front of us, they're not allowed uh, to do any smart. of that. Because it's like kinda yeah, it that would be really mean. <laughs> well when they when they come back to film you and you smell cheeseburger and french fries oh i you could smell no you could smell them okay so your senses your senses yeah i was gonna say smell them before we saw them yeah that's cool yeah they're laundry detergent wow it's not 
So, See, you get yeah. to understand more of the human race and all about us when you're when you're starving. And what what uh, what food did you miss the most while you're out there? And, and what, what was the first thing you ate when you got back? We always talked about peanut butter. Oh. Um, we just missed it, and you know, just a good good cold beer. Oh, God, just, uh, you know, um, I had when I got. <laughs> Oh, yeah, coffee. I thought I was going to miss coffee. I was like, okay, I'm going to wean myself off of coffee. And I was like, screw it. I drank coffee. Like, I drank coffee the morning before I went on a challenge. I'm like, I can't. I miss coffee a lot. Um, but the first thing I ate when I got back was a Reuben, a steak fries, and a 24-ounce Guinness. There you go. Did you get good. sick from that or yeah. no? Eating, like, when you start eating again, did it make you sick right away because you ate too much or... Oh, oh, everyone, everyone who goes on that show the first time they eat, like, they all get, like, sick. A lot of the contestants I know, like, threw up the first time they ate because wow. they just, you, you, like, you eat so much and then you, you, like, throw up and then you just go back and continue. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Um, Garbage can pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that because um, I was like, I don't want to feel sick, but I, just eating was so, I mean, the first thing I had was, like, actually on the boat. The producer handed me, like, they had some crackers, like, salting crackers. And it, it tasted like, you know, filet mignon. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, All right, Melissa. Amazing. Well, hey, thanks for joining yeah. us on the show today. We greatly appreciate it. And we hope we'll see you on another episode of Naked and Afraid. If you didn't see Melissa on, uh, you could probably see it on demand on Naked and Afraid on Discovery Channel. Um, Melissa Miller, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Melissa. Hey, thank you guys so much. Um, and I'm just going to show, show a shameless plug real quick. If you don't follow me, you guys should. I said, uh, if you want to follow me, um, you can follow me on Instagram, okay? Awesome. Is it just, is it uh, Melissa Miller or what's your, uh, what's your tag? It's on, um, it's at, it's uh, Pure Michigan Melissa. No spaces, just at Pure Michigan Melissa. That's my Instagram. And that's uh, a lot of survival related stuff is there. And um, basically all that fun stuff, nature survival tips. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where I got really passionate was uh, blogging about it. So Thank awesome. you guys so much for your time. It's, yeah, we'll, it was a lot. It was a we'll be in touch, and maybe we'll get you in the studio since you're close enough. We can talk a more survival uh, conversation, you know, and talk about some of those things, and maybe you could bring some sample stuff on how to do it. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and maybe if you see me again in uh, another uh, episode uh, in the future, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, that could even be better than if you make it yeah, back. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might be tapping out. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> hey, don't. Hey, don't let the Michiganders down. You do not disappoint us. <laughs> I absolutely got you, Michigan proud. Thank you, you guys so All right, much. Thanks, thanks Melissa. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.